This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm just going to be kind of doing an episode that is kind of reflective over the past year as I'm just kind of wrapping up 2018. And New Year's coming, a lot of people are going to be making resolutions about things. And I think some of the things that I've learned over this past year will weave their way into this episode kind of organically. But I just want to go through some of the things that are on my mind as the year wraps up. So one of the things that I've kind of noticed over the past year um, on being on social media is that I found a little bit of a... um, almost a repulsion against what it is. And I feel like whenever I was going on it for a while, I was seeing the same kind of images, the same kind of presentations of people in regards to like fitness photos. And um, I don't know, like just a lot of the same things, a lot of the same stuff that was popping up on my Explorer page. I wasn't really seeing a lot of new, original, insightful, inspiring content. And that's just my perspective on things. Um, However, I think for me and the types of guests that I have on this podcast, I really do love surrounding myself and being around people that are really authentic and they're very much authentically expressing themselves and they've been through their own life and really gone on their own path and discovered what they love and who they are and they're good about that they're good with that about themselves and they're okay to express that and as much as I think social media has been an outlet for people to be able to express those sides of themselves to um, really reach people in a way that they wouldn't otherwise I think there's something so cool about that I do feel like it's becoming a lot of the same. I feel like people are, um, you know, wanting to show more nudity. They're wanting to show more of themselves or gain attention or followers in different ways. And it seems a little bit just, I don't know, for me on, from my perspective, I think there's this side to it that I see. I don't know if it's just coming from a performing arts background where I always know that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than what you see, than what you see on stage. So for me, I'm not easily fooled to think that that's people's actual life 100% of the time. So I don't really get caught up in believing that, which I understand that it can be easy to see people's highlight reels and think that that's all that's going on in their life. But, you know, I really don't think that, um, I think like kind of what's been out there is a little bit, just a little bit processed for what I'd prefer to um, see. And I have a feeling that a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, we have been kind of in this alternate reality of whatever like sub 
set of a psychological self almost with this creation of a social media platform um, for people that I think people are really craving something that's really real and something that they can really connect to and not something so surface level and photoshopped and face tuned and edited. It's like, you know, what, when are we going to be dealing with like real issues and real problems and real emotions and feelings and, um, just real things that are going on. I mean, there are things that have been startling to me over the past year as far as statistics that I've come across in regards to um, teen suicide rates and that increase and just how many people in general are feeling so depressed and, you know, um, really not well with themselves, fearing, feeling actually very disconnected to society in a lot of ways and really disconnected to their creativity and their authenticity in a lot of ways. So, that has been pretty alarming for me, and I have to say that was a huge motivation of creating my book, I Am Infinite, which is, you know, a book full of affirmations and lighthearted illustrations that really are just, it's meant to be a pick-me-up kind of book, you know, pun intended, and just make people feel better after reading it, but really it being a practice of affirming themselves from within I do feel like social media culture has kind of pushed people to seek validation outside of themselves and really get attached to the amount of likes, the amount of views, the amount of followers, whatever they have. And they almost feel like, oh, well, you know, if I'm not being seen a certain way or I don't have the same validation socially that another person has, then I'm not worthy as much as that person and I feel very grateful to have people in my life that I respect so much that either have a huge social media presence or have nearly no social media presence or absolutely none at all. And to see the difference in the varying degrees of happiness and stability and really um, self-affirmation, self-worth, and just I think the different um, levels of groundedness that I experience when I'm around these people and just the different energy that I, you know, <laughs> I pick up on and I realize that's kind of subjective to my opinion. However, I think you can you can kind of pick up on what people are dealing with from time to time to a certain extent and you can get a vibe of what people are dealing with in some respect regarding whatever they're posting about or if there's some type of you know, quote about self-worth or whatever they might be wanting to inspire somebody else, they might be feeling that same way themselves and they want to kind of cathartically process that by posting something and hoping that it uplifts another person. I think that's awesome. Um, you know, but I think we really, at the end of the day, have to be on our own path. We are each on our own path. We're all here for different reasons and there are different reasons why we can go down certain routes in our life. And just because one person's going down one way or another person's going down another way, it does not mean that one person is wrong or the other person is right or whatever it may be. We really have to be unattached to other people's opinions of us in order to thrive to the highest extent we possibly can in our life. I really think um, I have been able to have really... Um, people that I trust share their opinions of me in regards to my training, in regards to my development, in regards to certain aspects of my life. And that's been solicited advice. It's not unsolicited advice. So I think there's a difference there. However, I really think when 
that becomes paramount in someone's life and they're really neglecting taking care of their interpersonal health and really taking care of affirming from within, that can be an issue. And there are a lot of people that it is affecting their self-worth. And I think there are a lot of statistics that really prove this. Consistently, the reports come back that the higher use of social media, the more the depression, the more the disconnectedness, the more the really kind of bad mood and stuff. And I think there are certain people that have learned how to use social media in such a way where there is not that effect. They don't have that effect with it. But I just don't know how much of this, and we may see this in coming years and learn more about it in the future, what the side effects of all of this is, especially with teenagers. I think it has undoubtedly had a quite a negative effect. Um, I'm sure people could argue me on this, but from my perspective and what I've come across, that seems to be the case. And how much of this is really affecting people's development in an authentic way? How much are people really being able to go down their own path? You have to look at parenting patterns as well. You know, I was just having a conversation with someone about this the other day about you know, being that I work in the dance realm as a choreographer and an instructor, it is something important that for me when I was having this growing up that the dance instructor had their place and the parent had their place. And I really feel like from my perspective is the parent's place to cheer their child on, help be supportive of them and help them, you know, just be as safe and calm and as ready to perform as possible and just be more of like a support system. Whereas the dance instructor's job or the choreographer's job, depending on whatever their position is to then tell the child, okay, this is what you need to work on. This wasn't really your best and we need to improve in this area or this is how you need to approach this. It's not the parent's job to offer advice on that. You know, it's more of the, instructor's job to give that constructive criticism and when those lines get blurred then the child doesn't know who to trust because if you have the parent and this is why kind of quote-unquote dance mom sort of exists this is the concept of it not necessarily the actual show although there is the actual show um, kind of based on this being an issue in a sense of the child like being forced to do things or pushed to do things by the parent And because the parent thinks that that's best, the child needs to learn to trust the instructor and be supported by the parent, be affirmed by the parent and be supported by the parent. Whereas it's the instructor's job to really use their skills and their expertise to work from that area to really help the child grow and develop in the way that they best can in a really safe environment and a safe space where they're not really being exposed so much to the outwards opinions of random people. Whereas now I feel like along the stages of development, kids in the same way now are, instead of receiving a lot of that um, connection from people that are closest to them in their life, it's coming from a barrage of different sources depending on how private they are with their lives. And this not only goes for young people, but for a lot of people. You know, we're exposed to far more... um, accounts in regards to personal information about people's lives that otherwise we would have never known about. You know, we have a lot more insight into people's lives and these companies are gathering data in a lot of different ways that would otherwise never be gathered 
um, in the sense of people's locations, what they're doing, what their interests are, how to market to them, how to sell to them. So there's so much more information that's being gathered from people that I think people are aware of, but it just might not be on the forefront of their understanding of things when they're engaging with these platforms. But how is that in regards to being exposed to so many other people's opinions? Is it helping or is it hurting? You know, I think a lot of this especially when it comes to online bullying, when it comes to online trolling and people bashing others online, you don't have to say it to a person's face. You think, oh, maybe this person's never even going to read those comments. I have not personally received a lot of online hate. Um, That's not really the attention that I receive, but I do know that people do receive this and they deal with people having really heated opinions about stuff. And I think for me personally, even if I have my own opinions about things, I'm the type of person where I keep that to myself and I don't want to really like put those things out there. I think if it's really something that I would want to discuss with another person, I would talk to them verbally or discuss it in such a way that's not, you know, public, you know, keep that private and have that actually be something that's constructive, similar to how an instructor would work with the child and help them grow in that way. It's a way to deal with things effectively and not go about things in a passive aggressive way and trying to um, resolve things in not the most effective way. Um, I just think there are there's a lot that kids are being exposed to, and I really don't know whether it's helping or hurting, but I do really believe that they're, you know, regarding their mindset and their development, I think that there are a lot of positive things that can be done to really help them grow in a positive direction from all of this. And I hope that as time goes on, there can be more information available to teens about how to navigate other people's opinions. I mean, honestly, my perspective on things is that, like, the only opinion that really matters at the end of the day is your own of yourself. And that is something you have to come to terms with at the end of the day. You know what you have done in your life. You know what you maybe fell short on or whatever. But someone else's opinion of it is really inconsequential to the long term of your life and I don't think you should allow other people to have the power to put you down or make you feel horrible about yourself and to the point where you're staying up at night and having like worries about things and feeling so bad about yourself that it is literally becoming debilitating which for a lot of people that is the case they're not aware and not they're ill-equipped in regards to how to navigate a lot of these things. So I think a lot of the episodes that I've done this year in regards to me just personally voicing things has been around the topic of mental health, interpersonal effectiveness, finding your own identity, really creating a positive connection with your body. Because I think these are a lot of things that people don't really talk about, but they think about a lot and it might be really troublesome to navigate some of these things on your own and there's a lot of warped perceptions about these things and there's a lot of ways that negative influences or negative passive behavior can really infiltrate their way into people's lives i mean as much as social media has been a blessing it also gives everybody a soapbox to get up on that everybody has an opinion about something everybody has something to say and 
you know, if you're listening to somebody who might be offering really, you know, negative information or information that's not really backed up, everybody can just be promoting whatever they're doing. And you don't always see the full picture. You don't always see the full story. And I think this also comes into play in the fitness industry as well. There are a lot of people that sell a lot of um, protein powders or, you know, these different fitness things, and they don't, you know, really expose people to the fact that they might be doing, you know, human growth hormones, steroids, different types of injections and stuff to help them get to that size. And it's not the powders. It's not that stuff. They're getting huge brand endorsements. What their actual training is like. Are they taking diuretics to make their body look a certain way? Like there are so many different things that happen behind the scenes that people don't even really realize that can be altered. Are they editing their photos a certain way to make their body look different? Are they manipulating their before and after shots to show a different perception? I mean, that's just one example of stuff. Obviously, health and fitness is one of the huge focuses that people are oftentimes on social media looking at um, because they want to see what other people are doing and what's working for other people. In my perspective, I think everybody's gifted with a different body. And although some things may work for some people, not everything is going to work for everybody. I like to train a certain way and I have things that work for me. I'm pretty open minded with my training, but I'm also really really clear about what works for my body as well. And I fully understand that what I find enjoyable and what works for me may not work for everybody. It may not be everybody's interest to want to go to a ballet class or to go to a hot yoga class or do things like that or, you know what I mean? So I don't think that everybody should follow the same kind of routine of what another person is doing. I think it's important to expose yourself to what you may be interested in and go down that path and feel okay about that. Not be like, oh, well, Susie's doing this, so I should be doing that too. It's like, no. Empower yourself enough to go down the path that makes sense for you and feel good about that because you deserve to. You know, I don't think... um you need to stress about those types of things. I think really the main problem is that type of mindset of being kind of jealous of what others have and thinking that it is meant for you or that you're meant to have those kinds of results or whatever. It's like that person is a totally different person from you. You know, if you find or see something else, Like, for example, if you go down a path, like someone could say also, oh, this is like, you know, one of the worst experiences, you know, they might leave like a terrible review about something they did, like some type of restaurant or some type of fitness class or a hike or a vacation or whatever. (laughs) They might have had a terrible experience and they're like, oh, this is so bad, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, you can take that into the consideration, but at the same time, you're a different person. You're going to be seeking out different things. You might find other things. You know what I mean? If someone goes into a store, um, like a clothing store, and they find certain items that are there for them, just because they found those certain items, it doesn't mean that those are the only items in the store. You know what I mean? Like you can go in there and you might find something that is so cool that you like that is so different and is more applicable to you. So just because that person comes out of the store with something, it doesn't mean that there's not something, there's so many other things to choose from, you know, 
that you can't find something. So I think even if people are putting something down, you might be able to find something positive in it. People may have a certain lifestyle that works so well for them, and they might even bash another kind of lifestyle. I know when it comes to vegans and stuff, sometimes that can happen. I try to stray away from that personally because, I mean, I haven't been vegan my whole life. I have compassion towards people that, you know, find it to be a bit of a struggle. And I realize it may not be for everybody at, you know, this moment in their life. And I think for some people, they may never come around to it. That's fine. I think for me personally, it's my choice. And that's what I choose to do for my life. And that's something that I have Um, influence over and in regards to someone else's decisions I don't have influence over that you know it's not my position to do that and I also don't have responsibility for what they choose to do that's that person's responsibility so you know I might have great results from doing something but somebody else might really not enjoy it they may feel so detached and they might feel like they are not enjoying a wider breadth of foods they may not be feeling the same type of health benefits they might not be thriving in it they might feel really uncomfortable and you know some people would say you have to push through that you have to push through the the discomfort and you have to um really force yourself to detox and go through all these things you know there's that perspective but there's also the perspective of like okay this just might be too much you know, you might be overstretching someone and it can really injure somebody to the point where they don't ever want to come back to that type of that way of living. They don't ever even want to approach it before. And this happens in a, a wide variety of ways. It can happen to people in relationships. You know, they have one bad relationship and they're like, OK, I'm done. Like, I don't ever want to do this again. Whatever that was was way too traumatizing and I'd never want to experience that again. You know, and people have some really bad experiences sometimes and you know, some for some people, it might be a great experience to do that, to go down that path and, and discover certain things. And it's going to be different for every person on each path that they go down, what they're going to find. But don't necessarily think that if one person's saying it's great, that you'll get the same results and you shouldn't feel bad that you're doing something wrong, that you're not doing enough or whatever or be convinced of that. It just may not be what is for you in your life when it comes to any type of routine. You know, like it, you might work with a person who is trying to help train you or someone who is giving you dietary advice. And if you don't align with what they're saying or they're not really getting you results with, that you want, then, you know, I think really at the end of the day, you have to go inside and really get clear about your goals as far as what you want and be realistic about that and realize you're not going to look like another person. You're not going to necessarily feel like another person because you are your own person. And seeking that is kind of the the issue. Like you're not going to have what someone else has because you're not that person. And that may not be what's meant for you in your life. And Again, you just have to affirm yourself from within that you are on the path that you need to and to take the lessons that you can from every single event in your life. I think going back to seeking that outside validation, I feel like compliments should be sort of something that's extra, something that you seek 
not something that is sought, to be honest, that you are able to find that and really cultivate that from within. And then if you do receive compliments from other people for whatever reason, then it's just like kind of inconsequential. It's like it doesn't really make a difference. Like it's nice, but you don't live for it, you know. And I think, you know, there's an art to living in a sense, like making light of what our struggles or our perceived shortcomings are. You know, there I personally have experienced really high highs in my life and really, really low lows. And it allows me a spectrum of emotion that I've experienced and that I've gone through. And you're just like, whoa, I never thought I would feel that. But I also never thought I would feel like that elated also. So there's there's a spectrum. And I think for me in my line of work, it allows me to be creative in a lot of different ways and be compassionate and empathetic to people that are going through a variety of different experiences and really have a lot of firsthand experience to share with them and hopefully help them feel a little bit less alone in certain respects. Um, However, yeah, I mean, for me, like when I'm creating choreography and I might be working with a piece of music that is really going deep into feeling depths of like internal struggle and all those types of things, I feel like I know how to take myself to that place, create from that place, and really set a performance to that type of, um, really bring that to life and create a conversation about it. Like, wow, this is something that we all experience as humans. Like, how can we deal with this? You know, how can it be a healing experience? How can it be brought to light so that another person doesn't feel like they're the only person feeling it? Because there are a lot of people that sit at home and, you know, they don't have the means, you know, like there may be a teenager that's upstairs crying in their room, feeling like they want to end their life and their parents are downstairs laughing, watching a television show. Like that is something that I, you know, I feel horrible that that's going on in in people's lives and that they feel so closed off and to the point where it forces people and they feel like they go down the spectrum of self-harm you know and there is a spectrum there i think people don't necessarily see that but there are things that people do that are not visible to the naked eye that really does harm it can be internal thoughts it can be anything from using drugs and alcohol promiscuity like in a really unhealthy way it can be, you know, self-harm in regards to, you know, mutilating their body in some way. They can be exposing themselves to really dangerous types of images and material online, um, depending on what they have access to. And it is really, it's really, it can be very negative and a very vulnerable place for someone to be living. And this is not just for young people. I feel like it's on the rise for young people because of the ability to access this content in a completely um, almost more of a rapid way than ever before. However, this is something that a lot of people deal with and they just don't talk about it with anybody because they don't feel safe. They don't want to scare their friends. They don't want to frighten people that they're feeling these emotions and a lot of emotions regarding depression or even suicidal thoughts they can be temporary and they can be for you know if i totally understand that for some people it, it drags on for years and it's very very real and it's very very difficult to work through and it is debilitating i mean they call it a mental illness for a reason that it affects every area of your life just like any other illness what you are 
debilitated from it. And I completely acknowledge and honor that and people that are dealing with that. It is not something to be taken lightly. And I do feel like there have been strides to provide more aid and help for people that are dealing with this. But I also feel like it's a growing epidemic that is not going anywhere anytime soon. For me, artistic expression and performance has been something that has been able to channel me through a lot of that and I'm very grateful for that. It's been a tool for me and that's something that I think I'm really grateful to have and it's not, you know, everybody has their different way of dealing with things. I think for me as a person, I tend to be a bit more reserved and meditative and quiet in my process of dealing with certain things. I don't feel like I'm necessarily the kind of person that is um, really out there, really super, super um, expressive, dynamic. Like I have my moments in performance where that will come out, I think. But on a day-to-day basis, I'm a little bit more of a reserved person for those who like really know me. I have my ways of kind of expressing myself maybe through how I dress sometimes or how I'm feeling Um, but really when it comes to my work, I I do think that I really do kind of take a step back. And when it comes to navigating that whole process of taking everything that I'm exposed to on a daily basis, everything that I'm feeling, everything that I'm working through in regards to living, healing, growing, and learning, I want to be working through that through my work in a healthy way that is ascending you know, through all of it, that it's not keeping me stagnant, it's not taking me down. And, you know, for a lot of people, they may not have work that they do in their life that allows them to do that. Um, Working in more of an artistic profession, I feel like I'm able to do that in a different way that is highly fulfilling for me. However, I also understand what it's like to feel like you are literally running yourself into the ground. I mean, I've had times in my life where I've been working Uh, like 20 hour days and, you know, combining office work with rehearsals and stuff and literally be crying, going to work. So stressed out, like, and, you know, regardless of how much money I was making and, you know, really, really good at the time, um, you know, it was just like, it was very, very stressful and it was very difficult to navigate a lot of that. And I did not feel like I was healing and, and growing and learning and really living my best life. It felt very, very draining and very exhausting. And it felt like I was running myself into the ground at certain points. And I think there are certain times in your life where it's okay to expose yourself to living that hard. You know, um, you know, I think there's other ways of doing that where you might be drinking and partying every night or not sleeping or being around negative people or involving yourself around a lot of drama or things like that. You know, there's everybody has their different things that they might expose themselves to that really runs them into the ground to the point where like they are like, I cannot do this anymore. Now, I did a full episode on competition, comparison, criticism a while ago and You know, I'm sure that people would kind of debate my beliefs on this, but I mean, I think overall on that episode, I really talked about how competition can really be a way that we strive together. I mean, the Latin root of the word is compete, and it does mean strive together. And to compete is to really compete with yourself, to push yourself to be like, okay, like I can find a solution to this. I can work past this. I can um, 
you know, that person's pushing themselves really hard. Maybe I can push myself hard too, but also know your limits and not like be self-destructive in the process. And in regards to comparison, you can see like, you know, other people might have been blessed with totally different abilities than you, and they might be really navigating a process of success in their own life. They may have been through their own issues, their own trauma, their own, you know, journey in their own life that has not been so squeaky clean and so easy to navigate. And you might be able to relate to that and be like, you know what, this person has been through a tornado and then some, (laughs) metaphorically, and you know, comparing whatever I've been through in my life to theirs, like, it is not the same. It is not, you know, there may not even be a hint of similarities to certain aspects of your life, but you can still learn from that comparison as far as, like, okay, they got through it. That means, like, I'm capable of finding a way to navigate this, and I can be inspired by that person. Rather than comparing your life to theirs in a sense of, being like, I'm not good enough because I'm not this person or I don't have what they have or their life is so much better than mine, blah, 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 which is can be the internal monologue for a lot of people that are scrolling through social media being like, oh my gosh, I wish I was skinny as her, as pretty as her, my body looked like that or my booty was bigger or or whatever it may be. <laughs> like everybody has their different thoughts about those things and be like, oh, my diet's not clean enough or you know, I'm not as accomplished or she has this and I don't or he has this and I don't. Like that aspect of comparison is a waste of time and completely toxic. That is not a good use of time and it will get you absolutely nowhere because you're not that person. You're never going to be that person and there's no use thinking about feeling like you need to do what that person's done or have what that person has. Again, you're on your own path and you deserve to be able to make different decisions in your life that will take you down a path and feel fine about it. You know, what comes tomorrow will come. Live and and love today what you can. And that includes yourself. You have to love yourself, not in a narcissistic way, but really in a way that is like, wow, like I really appreciate everything that I have, like from a grateful place appreciate that you have a heart that beats lungs that breathe like one of these days like we are going to die and we won't have those facilities functioning for us or even to the extent that we have today so you know gratitude's huge i know that i've I've touched on that a lot this past year even the two-part podcast series that i did on gratitude leading up to thanksgiving you know just huge those are huge practices that you can keep in your life all the time that keep you focused on what matters, focused on really the things that you can create effective change with and not comparing yourself to other people because we can, you know, when it comes to criticism, we are oftentimes our harshest critics. We are so hard on ourselves in regards to being like, oh, like I haven't done enough or I am not enough. Like that is like one of the most detrimental thoughts that a lot of people live with in regards to self-worth and feeling like they're enough in any aspect of their life. And if you let life kind of or other people be uh, like the determining decision in regards to how you feel about that, you're going to be in a world of hurt because if you allow other people to have the power to have that um, ability to control that aspect of your life and whether you feel worthy or enough or valid, then you know, 
in in all honesty, like the world is not necessarily a kind place when it comes to those things. There are kind people out there that will give you support and those are gems of human beings and hopefully they are not trying to manipulate you or get anything out of you or um, treat you in such a way where they just want something out of you and that's the only reason why they're complimenting you. Um, you know, but in all honesty, most people are very quick to judge. They're harsh with their judgments. And I think we do, again, see a lot of this on the amount of online hate that there is. There, you know, people, and I mean, to be quite honest, like I even see it in a lot of my younger students, like they will nitpick me about so many different, I mean, I have very thick skin and I don't really take their opinions to heart because, you know, they're kids and they, they, um, you know, they have a certain level of maturity at their age and stuff. And so like, I know how to navigate that very well at this point. However, it is mind boggling to see how critical they can be. And they're like, um, you blah, 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 like whatever, these little details. And I'll be like, oh my goodness. Like if they're being this way towards me, I can only imagine what's going on potentially in their home, what they're talking about to themselves, how critical they are of themselves. And, you know, it's not, you know, um, uncommon for things to start at that young of an age you know we're talking maybe like six seven years old eight years old um for kids to be nitpicking on things and very critical because by the time they're going into higher levels of elementary grades and middle school that really is an age of development in regards to separation and individuation they're trying to find themselves and they're looking for any type of little differences to kind of be a a defining factor of their identity and how they can separate themselves from other people and be like, oh, this is good, that's bad. And, you know, they're going through that process. But it is unrealistic to think that most people are that positive all the time that or that people um, will be that um, kind all the time. I mean, even when it comes to parents, a lot of people seek a lot of affirmation from their parents, which they don't always get, you know. Um, not all parents believe that it's important to give their children affirmation. They think that really coming down on them hard and being really hard on them is super important because that prepares them for real life in a lot of ways. And I mean, I can understand that, but at the same time, I don't necessarily 100% agree with it. But I don't know, I'm not really going to go there right now. I just think if you allow yourself worth to be in the hands of anyone else but yourself then that's just not going to be the best for you long term it is important to empower yourself with the ability to affirm yourself and and really be confident in your abilities and what you've been given and what you're doing with that and trusting the process that you're going through to transform into all that you are meant to be all that you are going to become just as a seed gets in the soil and grows and blooms and becomes into a plant and bears fruit or whatever it is going to bear you know that's an important process to be able to trust because things don't happen overnight as much as we live in an instant gratification type of society like it is not something that you know Internal growth can seemingly happen on an instant level, but most of the time it takes a lot of time of figuring out where you are weak in certain areas or where, and that's okay to be weak in certain areas, you know what I mean? But it, looking at that aspect of yourself, if you feel like a little bit insecure about certain things or whatever, 
it's okay to feel vulnerable in your insecurity. It's okay to feel vulnerable in general. And it's important to have people in your life that will help, you know, help create a self, a safe environment for yourself in those times and that you can work through it in a healthy way with people that really care about you and to cultivate that support system by creating genuine connections with people and creating, you know, a, a safe environment for yourself. So when you are not really feeling your best, that you have people to reach out to, that you have that net of support system that you can feel comfortable to talk to certain people about certain things and work through them in a way that you might not really be able to do on your own. I mean, it's a different sort of economy. You know, friendships, they don't have contracts. They don't have, you know, you don't pay people. I mean, they're very, very treasured relationships. I know for me, my friendships are really, really important to me in my life. And, you know, there is no contract. There's no, you don't pay the person to be your friend and stuff. Hopefully, (laughs) you know, um, I know I don't in my life. So, it is it's important to cultivate those things and when there's a loss of trust or a loss of respect there needs to be effective you know communication around that constructive communication around healing that so that people can move forward as well so um you know but it is important to have that that way when you are going into difficult times in your life which we all will face you know life is not sunshine and rainbows all the time it rarely is, to be honest. I mean, it's a sudden gift. Happiness is not something that most people think that they're entitled to. It's not a a uh, current state and a consistent state for most people. You know, there are different stressors that we face for a variety of different reasons in our life. And I think the more meditative you can approach something and the more you cultivate a meditation practice in general, things will throw you off less because you will have been able to like cope with things differently, but it kind of takes the navigation of climbing up that wall or walking down that path to know what you're going to be capable of that will teach you that lesson. And sometimes you fall down a couple times, but you have to get up and you won't, I don't know, trip on the same things that tripped you up the last time. I think uh, it is, I think another thing to be really wary of um, that I've noticed over this past year too, that I mean, I have been raised in such a way, I think, where I was kind of raised to be street smart. I am, I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but I am, you know, I know how to use guns and knives and certain weapons and and defend myself in certain ways if I get in those situations. It's not my primary line of defense. I think there's a lot of other things that I would use in regards to approaching um, conflict resolution before anything ever got to that point. However, I do know how to use those things in regards to self-defense and um, if, if necessary. And I know a lot of people have very, very conflicting views on those points. I do think that you need to be responsible and well-trained in regards to using those things if you ever need to. It's not something that should be taken lightly at all. It comes with a very high level of responsibility. But I think it's also really important with this high level of exposure that people expose themselves to in such a public level um, with social media, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, a lot of different platforms and things that you know, just as there are in real life people that are manipulative, dangerous, narcissistic, malicious, 
they there are people out there with really really lustful negative intentions and they don't care about you and they will harm you if they can and it is important to be aware of that and not not be entirely trusting towards people 100% of the time you know and i think we can limit those variables that allow people to reach us in those aspects you know um whether it be physically or emotionally, um, spiritually, or, you know, in a variety of different ways. However, it is important to have awareness in regards to the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you are friends with, the people they are friends with, and what type of association that might bring into your life and what dangers that may pose because it's a whole new set of variables. You know, I shared this, um, I think, on a previous podcast episode about a time in high school where I had to take a step back from a friendship because I had a friend that was kind of going down a path that I didn't agree with. And I took it upon myself to verbalize that it was not something that like my parents made me do. My parents never, as I was growing up, really made any decisions about what I was going to um, do in regards to my social life. They really They empowered my brother and I. I think like we were raised in such a way that we had exposure to a lot of different things and it really was our our choice in regards to what we were going to involve ourselves with and the type of people that we were going to surround ourselves with. They did not say that we could not do anything or that we were not allowed to do certain things. They said like, you know, if you want to go do something, let us know where you're going, but you need to be responsible for what happens in that situation. You know, if you choose to drink or you choose to do drugs or, you know, anything else that might be going on there, then like you need to take responsibility for that. And don't don't be like coming running to us and expecting us to fix a bunch of problems. You know, you know what what variables you're exposing yourself to. And they made sure that we were you know, aware of that. So you know, when it comes to that, I, you know, took this friendship and I was like, you know what, I realize if I continue to hang out with this person and kind of the new friends that they're wanting to hang out with, that that is going to be exposing me some to potentially some variables that I'm not interested in entertaining. And I chose personally to take a step back from that relationship and respectfully, like not really continue to spend time with this person and their and their new friends and stuff. So, it's important to have that because, you know, the rape statistics are what they are. They are very high. And, you know, as much as people want to be like, okay, well, it's a woman's choice how she wants to dress and how she wants to present herself and what she wants to do. And, you know, you have to realize that if you are putting yourself in an environment where statistically there is a higher rate for something to happen to you and you are using things that are alternating your state of consciousness then you are putting yourself in a greater deal of danger. And if you can prevent yourself from doing that and have a good time in another way, then why not pursue that? You know, I'm not against people doing anything, but I think people do need to take responsibility for their actions. And I'm not going to shame people for doing any type of activity. I think, you know, whether anybody chooses to infringe upon another person's personal well-being, their physical state, their mental state, whatever it is, there are certain things that we are responsible for. And I think invading somebody's personal space when it comes to even sexual abuse or 
you know, putting substances in something that they may be ingesting that they're unaware of and causing that to alter their state of consciousness. I don't think that that's, um, you know, forgivable in that sense. You know, people know what they're doing and they're trying to be manipulative and that's kind of where that comes in. So I think you have to be aware of those certain situations that things will happen. Like there are certain environments where the variables for that type of danger is much higher. And if you are choosing to expose yourself to that, that's at your own risk, you know? And um, I think it's as much as I respect the differences in other people and their ability to cope with things in a lot of different ways from what I have learned from, you know, women that are more mature in age than I have that have been mentors of mine for a long time that have friends and, you know, share certain things with me in confidence that, you know, it, it does not lead to a high sense of self-worth when you are consistently putting yourself through situations that are degrading and really negative for your overall well-being. You know, you want to be doing things that are helping you improve in your life and helping you feel healthy and safe and like you're growing in a positive direction and i understand that you know doing certain things might expose you to a different way of living and a different way of being and you only live once and if you can learn from the experiences of other people without having to do that on your own that that can be a huge asset and just make informed decisions about things when you're going into those states of or those environments and be safe because if you're not, there are people that that will do that, and it's not just me saying like like that. It like is the case. So to be wary of that, and to be wary about what you are putting out there, um, you know, on the internet too. I think that there's a lot of things that people post that are so personal that are really. I just question whether they're really thinking properly about what is um being put out there you know the energy that you put out is oftentimes like what comes back to you and as much as you know people putting pictures of themselves that show more nudity or whatever gains more attention if they think that that's for some greater cause or to i don't know attract some some attention for the other causes that they're trying to promote in their life. It's a slippery slope. And I just really encourage people to think about what they're doing before doing that and not just do that because that seems to be what is working for everybody else. Because once things are out on the internet, it's, it's there and it's very difficult to get rid of. Now I, like I said, like I really genuinely don't judge others based on their circumstances or lifestyle choices. And I really do choose to surround myself with people that I respect for what they do and people that I am able to create a genuine connection with and oftentimes a sober connection with. You know, I think that peers of mine that, um, you know, I like to be around are people that challenge me in certain ways or they offer different perspectives that I might otherwise not be exposed to. They might offer some type of a positive um, perspective on things or um, a way of working through something that I might have not have even thought of. You know, and I think also even when life seems stagnant, things aren't changing or there are, you know, things that you wish that were happening or 
areas of your life that you've poured so much energy into that it just hasn't worked out. Maybe you've applied to a bunch of different kinds of jobs or a bunch of schools or a bunch of, you know, auditioned a lot for dance and just nothing seems to be working out. Nothing seems to be working in your favor and you're just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what is my purpose in my life? Like, I really don't understand where I'm at. I don't know what I'm supposed to give. I don't, you know, this seems to be working for that person. Should I do this? I don't know. Like, somebody give me a sign. Like, that type of distress and feeling lost, it's not uncommon to feel that way. I think especially now that there's so many different options to go down, it can be really overwhelming for people. I think kids are not necessarily as interested to go to college as they may have been because there's so many different opportunities for people to pursue. And, you know, I think a lot of kids definitely are still going to college and do want to be pursuing fields of that. But there's just, there are many more routes to go down. And with those options being so varied, you're going to see a lot of different people go down different paths. You'll be like, oh, like, I wonder what would have happened if I did this or I didn't do that. Or, you know, don't get lost in that thinking because it really is just, it's that leads you to a dead end. It's not going to get you anywhere to kind of reminisce over decisions that you could have made because we can't go back and change the past. But if there is something that we still want to do with our lives and pursue, then I think, you know, there are ways of probably incorporating whatever that is into your life in a healthy way and and being stable about it and being okay with it. You know, I think there's always something to learn when it comes to those things. And even when things seem like, you know, nothing exciting is happening or you're looking at other people's lives and they're just like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so is having a baby or a grandchild or um, you know, just got this new pony or I don't know, like random things. It's just, it might seem like, oh gosh, like I have nothing good in my life or that type of self-deprecating monologue may start to, you know, rise up in your head. And it's important to just nip that before it gets too crazy and start pulling those weeds out before they create, you know, like absolute, an absolute mess in your life. Because, you know, there are there are ways to change and give back and you can, you know, create change through volunteering or uplifting someone's day. And sometimes that means really, you know, I think for the friendships that you have in your life, it is so important to reach out to people that are close in our lives because oftentimes we think about what's going on in our life more than we really think about what's going on in our friend's life. And we think, about, like oftentimes people get so wrapped up in what others' opinions of them are But most of the time, other people are so concerned about others' opinions of them. Like, they're not even thinking about the other person. And whatever someone else's opinion is of you is really, again, inconsequential in the grand scheme of things anyways, unless it really is meant to be constructive and help you. So, you know, uh, (laughs) there are ways that uh, I think we can keep better tabs on our friends. Like, really ask people really how they're doing. And that takes really going through some time where you're going through doing that deep soul searching in yourself. And some people may not see that type of self-discovery and that type of self-awareness as something that is really important. But when you're able to do it for yourself, it makes it a lot easier when you're able to be supportive towards a friend. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I feel 
you and I understand what you're dealing with. Like, I don't understand it 100 percent, but like it increases your ability to be empathetic and sensitive to what another person is dealing with. And even if you don't have any advice to give them, sometimes people just really need someone who can hold space for them and and, uh, you know, just be a friend and they need someone to listen and not judge them and not make them feel like they're crazy or something, you know, because they're probably doing that to themselves as it is. So it it means a lot to somebody to, to reach out to them and just help them feel heard and acknowledged and listened to and honor the growth that they're having in their life, honor the adversity that they've overcome in their life. I think we can do that for people every single day. And although we may see people that receive a little bit more attention in society um, dealing with certain things and it can seem like, oh, they're just better at dealing with certain things or who am I to even complain about things maybe because I have it better than other people. You know, everybody's going through their own struggle and everybody's struggle is a little bit different. But where we all can relate is that we are all going through some type of struggle on a consistent basis. And we need to be there for each other in our lives and in our friendships and in our relationships as well. So that is something that you can do, even if you don't think that you are making some type of monumental legacy of, you know, crazy stuff going on and, you know, just creating whatever. There, I mean, there's there's varying degrees of that, but there, I'm sure you can think of people in your life that have had a very positive impact in your life that, you know, they're not huge celebrities or they don't like, you know, post all these elaborate pictures of their life on the internet. They're just like, maybe cool and humble and like, you know, go day to day doing whatever their work is and they get it done and they share whatever they can with people. And, um, you know, that is some way that you can leave something positive behind and it will allow you to feel a bit better, you know, being able to be there for someone else. So I think at the end of the day, you have to do what is right for you because someone else is doing something that is right for them. And you got to go down the path that you are on and feel confident about that in your decisions. You know, there's always something to look forward to in the future. And knowing that there may be ups and downs, like realistically, there are going to be a lot of unexpected ups and downs in your life. And not to like manifest like crazy ones, but just realistically, like that's life. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But, you know, there are ways that you can go along the way to create a, you know, a better support system of people around you, more realistic perspective on things and, you know, just more of a sense of gratitude in your life. And that will help you along the times where you might be going through tough situations to be surrounded by people that care about you. So... I'm wishing you guys a wonderful 2019. I'm looking forward to all that's to come and sharing a lot more positive content with you. And I hope some of the things that I've touched on in this episode and over the year of, you know, having my episodes this year have been something that have touched you in some way or uplifted or inspired you in some way and um, that the guests have offered that as well. So, Wishing you guys an awesome year, and I look forward to sharing more experiences with you on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. 
If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.